Oh, the fun is over as uh, Tommy DeVito, the Gabagool boys, his low-rent Italian agent, and the New York Giants beat the Packers in one of the craziest games, or I want to say a crazy game, a crazy ending, as uh, 24-22. to Jordan Love did not look like the Jordan Love of the past few games. Matt LaFleur's play calling became very uh, suspect, I would say. And then you have uh, Joe Barry's defense uh, at the end of that game looked an absolutely uh, terrible, and the special teams for the Packers abysmal. Rowdy, this was not the Packers team that we've seen these past couple of games in this three-game winning streak. This Packers team looked like the Packers team that was from like week two to week six. They stunk last that night. That was a disgusting game to watch. You know, I don't actually know who played worse. Was it the Green Bay Packers or was it the Miami Dolphins? Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if you were too. tuning into the other game at all since they... Oh, they I were, was forced to with a split screen. Yeah. By the way, that needs to absolutely stop. Look, if I wanted to watch the other game, I would have been watching the other game. The split screen is stupid. 100% agree. Because it would be like... Okay, down the stretch when we're getting into key plays and down, uh, you know, down with either the Packers driving or the Giants with the football. Here, let's have a split screen. That's so dumb. Yes, just like you said, if I really cared about that Titans and Dolphins game, I will go to ESPN and watch yeah, it. I would have tuned in. I'm trying to watch the game that I'm watching. But yeah, unfortunately, the Dolphins, <laughs> who are 13 and a half point favorites, found a way to lose. And the Packers, who were six-and-a-half point favorites, found a way to lose. After Saquon Barkley, Barkley tried gifting it to him, Rowdy. He tried, Saquon tried to gift it to the Packers. So those two teams coming into yesterday, they were favored by a combined 20 points and both lost straight up. I actually saw a stat. Teams down 14-plus in the final three minutes, like Tennessee Titans were. Yeah. They've lost 767 straight games. The last time that a team like the Titans came back and won was 2016. So who was worse? The Packers who didn't even show up or a Miami Dolphins team that pissed down their own leg with three minutes left? Well, the Both Ma- heavy favorites. Well, the Miami Dolphins uh, now have the number one seed in question and the Packers don't even have playoffs now in question. I would lean that the Packers pissed down their legs just a little more because the Dolphins, they're actually a good team. The Packers, they Friggin' sucked last night. But, yes, uh, I think one's got a different trajectory than the other, Rowdy. The Dolphins compared to the Packers, yeah? (laughs) Well, one's firmly in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And now that would have been just a a great win for Green Bay. And with how it started, it looked ugly from the start. Jordan Love was off. He was throwing some ducks, some wobblers. Yes, he was. That was not the Jordan Love we saw. It didn't look good. All, but you're sitting there going, it's the crappy Giants. Just let them figure it out. A win is a win is a win. And if you go to seven and six versus six and seven, that's huge in the playoff standings because you'd be sitting there tied with Minnesota, hoping that down the stretch with your weak schedule and the fact that you play Minnesota head to head and would have a potential opportunity to win a tiebreaker if you beat them. I mean, that was a golden opportunity for the Packers. But, uh, Ebo, we were talking about the future schedule for the last few weeks, it feels like. But one of the games that I said looked like probably the toughest game moving forward was Tampa Bay on a short week. Guess what? That can no longer be a trap game after you lose to the lowly Giants. No. It's got to be all hands on deck. Yeah, the New York Giants, um, I saw a lot of their fan base, their fans online saying, "I'm screw the tank. I'm glad that the boys don't believe in the tank out there. It felt so good to win. It was awesome to see. 
The New York Giants are not a good team. Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito looked like the Packers made him look decent last night. He looked like Tommy DeVick. He's like the second coming of Michael Vick last night. He's not good. The Packers made him look good. Saquon Barkley didn't really do anything. Uh, Saquon Barkley even tried to give the game up for the Packers. I don't even know how the Giants won last night, Rowdy. I mean, the Packers beat themselves. You had Jordan Love, who looked abysmal. He had the interception. You had Keyshawn Nixon with the fumble. What the hell was he doing? That was terrible. You had just inopportune moments from the Packers. They stunk. Every 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 facet of the Green Bay Packers stunk last night, Rowdy. It was terrible. It was an awful, disgusting, putrid game. Well, there was two things that we well, there's a few things that we knew about New York coming into this game. A, they weren't very good. B, their offensive line wasn't very good. And C, their best player was Saquon Barkley. And if you could stop the run, which the Packers struggle at. It's going to be tough for this offensive line, this quarterback and Tommy DeVito and the rest of the team to move the football. Yeah. Well, just look at B and C here. You didn't get any sacks and hardly any pressures yep. against the New York Giants and their lowly offensive line. And I mean, I guess you can say Saquon Barkley didn't do a ton. He still ran for 86 yards. Tommy DeVito ran for over 70 as a team. They ran for over 200 yards. They still ran it down your throats and they ran it relatively easy. The two things you knew most about this team, running the football and a terrible offensive line. You couldn't stop it or you couldn't take advantage of it. No, it was like, what was Joe Barry and the defense doing? And it's not like I'm saying Jordan Love is, you know, there shouldn't be anything held on him or Matt LaFleur. They didn't look good. Now, I actually think some of the plays were open. It was just Jordan Love was off. Yeah, he was off. Or the the receiver didn't make a play or the receiver made a dumb play. Like, how many times in that first half did it look like, or I shouldn't say did it look like, they were open where it was like wicks. Yeah, then Love would just bomb it over him. Or maybe, you know... Dobbs and say it was like third and eight and they ran like a six yard route and got tackled like a yard short. Yeah, I know Wicks that was constantly. I know Wicks got the first down with the extension. I think he was out he, before he was, he was out. The broadcast was right that he didn't get the first down, but we'll take it. But there were multiple times, especially in the first half where they had third downs and a, they even had a guy open or they completed a pass and the dude was like a yard or two short of sticks. Like every time, how are you, every time. how are you continuing to do this? Like it was little mental errors. And then both teams would get stopped on fourth down too with it. But, or, or how about this rumor is rumor is, is Matt LaFleur still calling the Jaden Reed little end arounds? How many times have we seen Matt LaFleur call that? It worked the first time, and then every other time they got stopped. How many times is Matt LaFleur going to call that dumb play? So, so, so many low-key plays, or low-IQ plays last night. Oh, my God. I mean, just, just... Andrew Carlson missing two. Uh, that hurt. How about Matt LaFleur going for the two-point conversion with the Jaden Reed little end around when you got a hulking running back who's 260 pounds he just pounded up the middle? Like I mean, some of the, the lowest IQ plays that come to mind just straight up a having your receivers not run to sticks. You have um, Keyshawn Nixon. So dumb. Dropping the punt, trying to pick it up after he already recovered it on the ground. Yes. And then fumbling it again. Just lay there, dude. Um, what else am I missing here? 
Oh, I mean, you got the, – there's a lot, Rowdy. There's so many times when the, they, they were a yard short from the sticks from a first down. Uh, there's the Matt LaFleur end around. There's Anders Carlson missing. There's – Oh, uh, Patrick Taylor. No, That's Pat, the one oh, that I – Not running out of bounds. He did That's run That's the second of, game in a row. Yeah, I, I couldn't think for a second. I knew there was one major one. Yeah, Patrick Taylor not running out of bounds. You had to burn one of your timeouts when he clearly oh, could have. Matt LaFleur's challenge. That cost him a timeout as well. Matt LaFleur's dumb challenge. What was that, Mike McCarthy all over again? Oh, my God. Did you see on the Patrick Taylor where he doesn't run out of bounds where Matt LaFleur just running down there and screaming at him? Yeah. And I kind of of felt bad for Patrick Taylor because it looked like uh, he, you know, makes a move to the outside, could step out, and then he's like, I'm going to go and get more yards, gets like runs inside, then he goes, oh, crap, yeah. and then he tries to get back out. So it's like he knew it. After he did it, but at the same time, you're like, if I was Matt LaFleur, Patrick Taylor would have been cut on the spot. Kenyon Drake, get your ass in here. But yes, dude, LaFleur was just livid with him, and rightfully so. Uh, LaFleur was about to burst into angry tears. That's the second game in a row that he's done that. That's the second game in a row. And we talked about it last week, Rowdy, remember? Like, how do these players not understand some of this stuff? Well, that's the thing. It's like the the Keyshawn-Nixon play or... You know, just running to the sticks where you could, you know, Dobbs, Reed, Wicks, or Patrick Taylor. Some of the, it's like the IQ, the football IQ on some of these guys in these situations. Like, haven't you played this game since you were six? Yes. Shouldn't you know this stuff? You know that there's less than a minute left, Patrick Taylor. You know that it was third and X amount of yards. Run to that X amount of yards or maybe a yard further or... Don't you know? Once you do fumble the football, just get on it, and once you're on it, you know don't you don't need to do anything. <laughs> like, like so many things that these guys would have learned their entire lives growing up. We'll just say what the average age for the Green Bay Packers is like twenty five. Yeah, like all these guys have for the most part have started playing football at a five. You've been playing the sport for twenty years. What they just are you go doing? dumb. They just go dumb. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, you no sacks on Tommy DeVito. Where the hell is Rashawn Gary? Uh, where was Preston Smith, right? The Joe Barry defense. You know what's crazy? Oh, just, oh my God, yeah. When you think of the defensive line and you think of guys getting pressures, because they're, the, A, there was no sacks, B, there was hardly any pressures, and None. C, when they did, you know, kind of force Tommy DeVito to step up in the pocket, no one could tackle him. No. The only impressive play that I can remember off the top of my head from the defensive line was a rookie, Lucas Van Ness, yeah. when he actually made a play that looked like it could have been a sack. Maybe it was back to the line of scrimmage. That's the only guy that I remember actually making a play at the line of scrimmage. Everyone else, and that was, late, that was late in the game too. Wasn't, wasn't getting there. Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito, an undrafted free agent. No one even knew who this dude was. And what has he done? With three games in a row. They said Tommy DeVito, he didn't have a pass beyond the line of scrimmage till late in the second quarter, Dude, I do believe. This is the thing. Everyone, the whole, okay, by the way, I'm so tired of Tommy DeVito and them hyping him up with all of the, the media and the agent and the family and uh, the this fact was, that his mom makes his bed and he likes her cold cuts, all this. <laughs> the I'm, sick, I'm sick of it. He's not good. He's not good. One three he in a row? For, he threw for 158 yards. Yeah. Oh, 
Dude, do you think that all right, Danny Dimes ready to come back? If he's if he's ever ready to come back, do they start Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito? And if they start Danny Dimes, does the New York Giants fan base go and just riot that well, DeVito's yeah, you, not the starter? You start Danny Dimes because you gave him forty five million dollars a year. I would love to see the riot happening in New York. Here's the thing with Tommy DeVito: sleep with the fishes. Okay, he went seventeen for twenty one. For 158 yards, like you said, he was. it wasn't like he was throwing a ton of balls way down the field for completion. But at the end of the game, boy, did he ever. Yeah, when Joe Barry. <laughs> when Joe Barry went soft as, soft as hell. What, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, we got, there's but, a lot to get to. But what I'm saying with Tommy DeVito is he made plays because no one got any pressure on him. Then nobody could find a way to tackle him, even though it's not like he, like, you said Mike Vick. It's not like he's that elusive. No. He was he didn't put fear in Big Ten defenses when he played at Illinois for one year. He was all right. He was above average. Now all of a sudden he's doing this. But how about this? He had open receivers in the first half that were open further down the field, like 10 plus yards. He couldn't hit them. He could not hit them. He was throwing it out of bounds. He was throwing it over their head. He was throwing it five yards left, five yards right. Our guy, Polly, good. Our guy, Polly, who, um, Polly, you got to chime in a little more, brother. He says, Hey, Rowdy, love for through for 213 yards and lost. Yeah, he wasn't good either. Love stunk. Love was terrible. Love was love was twenty five of thirty nine, two hundred eighteen yards, one tutty, one interception, and that fumble. Love was terrible. Love stunk. Like he was not any good. Technically he threw for two eighteen, but I digress. Oh, what, oh yeah, sorry, two eighteen. Oh yeah, what Paulie say two thirteen? Yeah, Paulie, give him that five extra yards, well, brother. Love stunk. He stunk. Yeah. The other thing is he wasn't great. Everyone stunk for the Packers. Literally everyone. But at least, but at least. The New York Giants defense is like a middle-of-the-road defense. It's not like that's a garbage defense. Now, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs defense, which was arguably a top-five defense, right? Uh-huh. But it it's not the Chargers defense, who are the worst passing defense in the league. The Giants have some players. The Giants are a middle-of-the-road defense. They're not scrubs, but they're not good. So it's it's not like this was the easiest defense to look good. There was some win, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, overall, he didn't look great. I'm more disappointed with the Packers and the fact that they let Tommy DeVito not even have to throw the ball down the field to be successful. The fact that they couldn't stop Tommy DeVito running the football. And then the last two minutes or so of the game where they just let the Giants go right down the field like they were winning by 10 points. Matt LaFleur stunk. Joe Barry stunk. I actually didn't think LaFleur's game planning was that bad. Rich Passaccia Stunk. Special teams was awful. Every aspect of that game stunk. Uh, line three, good morning. Hey, DW from New Blair. DW, what's up, dude? Hey, Vince Lombardi's rolling around his grave after that defensive performance last night. What the hell's going on around here? <laughs> what the oh, hell, DW? Boy. I tell you what, Barry better get fired at the end of the year. That was just, that was just porous. Oh my lord! And, and then uh, you got then you got the Davido Mafia Mafia up in the stands every twenty seconds. They're showing his, his dad kissing some other guy. The that's team. the agent. That was his agent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this though. Um, 
Watching the DeVito cam is immensely better than the Taylor Swift cam. I was going to go the opposite way. Because I was the, getting annoyed by it. Those guys, at least, <laughs> that watch football their whole lives, have been invested yeah. in football, know yeah. football, and they're just yeah. loving their son. Taylor Swift is just some hanger-on that teamed up with Travis Kelsey for some Hollywood for some Hollywood relationship to probably swing votes coming up here. I guarantee it. Yeah, you know what, though? She's a hell of a lot I don't know. And the other, the other DeVito family. Now <laughs> 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 watch, watch. I'll probably get, I'll probably get my knees chopped off this afternoon. Yeah, you better make sure there's no. There's, you better make sure when you start your car, it doesn't blow up. Have someone else start it up for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, boys. That was that was just brutal. That was bad. Oh man, that was bad. Hey, but you, but you know what, Rowdy? Spring training is just right around the corner, brother. <laughs> End of February. Yeah, and then you get, hey, good riddance. I got the I got the Milwaukee. I'm going to the Packer game this Sunday. I don't know if I want to sell my tickets yet or not, but after that performance, maybe. Um, and then uh, the following Thursday, I'm heading down to see the Bucks play. So hopefully, they play well. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll do for the Packers. We said would have a stinker. That was probably their stinker. I don't know. It was yeah. pretty, pretty bad, though. And then you get them back at home. And then who do the Bucks play when you're going there, DW? Oh, the Magic. Oh, okay. The ma- the, magic the are magic pretty good are... this year, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're. Be- yeah. Let me check the standings. Here. They're gonna, they're probably gonna do it as Spurniak when they come to Milwaukee, though. Yeah. Uh, where are the Magic here? Oh, there's yeah, they're second. Yeah, they're sixteen and seven. Yeah. I, I was looking at the bottom yeah. of the East. <laughs> I just had yeah. to look up a bit. Uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty solid this year. So yeah. there you go, DW. My, uh, That'll be fun. My, yeah, my son's my son's taking me for my birthday. Well, when's your birthday? Christmas Day, brother. Oh, happy early happy uh, early birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all in one. <laughs> uh, the, well, let me ask you on the, let me ask you on this DW. Do you feel a little cheated out of a birthday then? Every year? Nah, my, nah, my parents are pretty cool about that stuff. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You and you and baby well, Jesus I'll, getting it done. I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, boys. You guys keep keep rocking the show and have a good day. Okay? Thanks, DW. You the man, brother. Much love. All right. See you, buddy. All right. I mean, maybe that Corey from Marshall messaged me that too. He says, "Which is worse, the Taylor Swift cam or the Devito cam?" Because right now it's equal for me. I was like, I, I said Taylor Swift easily. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Devito cam. I guess I'll put a Twitter poll up today because. Taylor Swift, they didn't go to her a ton outside of the beginning of the game when they played the Packers. And in general, you don't have to subject yourself to every Chiefs game. Correct. Like, you're not watching every Chiefs game intently, but you're probably on the Packers game. I do see Taylor Swift. You're going to see them way more. Swift is all over social media with it, though. And DeVito family was last night because it was primetime TV. But I don't know. There's been a lot of DeVito stuff. I'll put a I'll put a Twitter poll up. Too. I'll put we'll put a fun little Twitter poll up today. I just put the Twitter poll up. A little, little fun to take us away from uh, the pain and misery last night. It's Taylor Swift versus Tommy DeVito's family. Which is more annoying? Taylor Swift cam or the DeVito cam? I just put it up at Zone Madison. <laughs> Go get your vote on. Uh, Corey and Marshall, one of our listeners, messaged me last night. He's like, it's equal for me right now. I'm like, I'm like, Taylor Swift cam is way more annoying to me. 
I like the passion that the Italian family brings to the table. Uh, eventually, though, it did get a little annoying at the end. As that low-rent agent, I couldn't get over it. It looked like it went to Halloween Express and bought the Italian mafia costume on clearance. What was he doing? For me, it's not that they're showing the family all the time, but it kind of is. It's that they're showing the family all the time. Listen. And Danny, er, I keep calling him Danny. Tommy DeVito's not good. He's not good. Like, it would be different if he was, like, all of a sudden just sweeping the NFL, right? Like, he's taking the NFL by storm, and all of a sudden, he's looking like an all-pro quarterback. He's not. I mean, okay. He's not. I know I, I know you can't see it because it's radio, but I'm going to show Rowdy and RJ, and you probably saw it on the broadcast. It's all over Twitter, and if you're on Twitch, you can see it, too. This is the close-up of Tommy DeVito's agent on the phone before the game. If you were to see this guy in a lineup of agents, Do you, I'd be okay. like, this guy looks like a sleazeball trying to steal my money. He knew no. it was, He knew it was Monday night. He knew what he's doing. They knew, they knew all the hype about the Italian New York, the people that were sending they his gotta parents be playing food. It up. He had to have gone out and bought something I need like to that. know. I'm going to find this guy's name. I don't name. think he wears something like that every day. Because what is, what, is, what is like the biggest thing about the mob? It's staying low-key. Yeah, you got to stay low-key. Yeah. You can't come be flashy. Never be the loudest guy in yeah, the room. come on. Yeah, like uh, who is the big... I just watched the Netflix documentary on him. Uh, John Gotti. Yeah. John Gotti got way too loud. He got way too big for his britches, being really flashy. And what happened to John Gotti? Oh, they got him. Wow. He was too flashy. They're like, we're getting this guy. Well, yeah, prison got him too. Wasn't that the title of the documentary? Get Gotti. (laughs) (laughs) He was too flashy for his own good. Either this guy is like on the fast track to the low rent John Gotti, or he's playing up a bit. I. I, I kind of believe that's him. Like and eventually the gold gangster? chain. Did you see eventually the gold chain came out? Like oh, as, as the yeah. as the game progressed, he got more Italian looking. Then the, the gold chain of the cross came out. <laughs> like, God bless this guy. I wish they would have got Gabagool and like some chicken parm and some cold cuts out there in the stands started passing around. I love the Italian. I love the Italian. I don't want to say stereotype, but that's what it is. Yeah, I love it, it though. I love it. <laughs> I do like a good cannoli. He's, he's a little bit hard into it. <laughs> yeah. The, if, God. Oh, all right. Anyways. All right. So the Twitter pulls up. Rowdy, um, you had the Razor's edge, but, but King already called it and blamed you for the Packers' woes. Yeah. Remind the folks again what it was that you bet on. We but, took the total and we took it under, which was not a winner. But, man, these two teams were so bad, they allowed the other teams to score points. <laughs> like, that was, that, like, some of the turnovers giving short fields, it's like, what are what is going on? And then at first I started, I started to go, the Packers look so bad when Carlson went out there for that first no. field goal. I'm yeah. like, do I want him to make this? Because I don't think the Packers can win this game. Should we just try and keep the under so we can at least say we went one and one? Packers <laughs> lost, but we won the bet. And then he shanked it, and I'm like, all right, still hey, alive. Here still we go, alive. boys. Still alive. And then he made the second one. I'm like, all right, that's a push. Now uh, let's see what happens. And then Saquon goes, boop. I might have to put another Twitter poll up uh, uh, yeah, Saquon, on the actual game itself. Who disappointed you the most, the offense, the defense, or the special teams? Yeah, I'll put that one up, too, because then we can point some fingers. Like, how lucky were the Packers? They got that game handed to them with Saquon Barkley tripping and just losing the football. <laughs> <laughs> just to lose the game. All right, did you see two turf monsters on that play? Yeah. Darnell Savage got taken down by the turf monsters, <laughs> so he couldn't tackle Saquon Barkley. And then Saquon Barkley went down from the turf monsters. <laughs> yeah. coughed it up. And fumbled. Boys, it was a, uh, it was a doozy. <laughs> and I met life uh, last night. That, 
That was a doozy. And by the way, Kingner is right. You cannot blame Jimmy Hoffa for tripping up Saquon Barkley at the end there because his body is not in it's not in Jersey, New York. No, no, it is in uh, Milwaukee yeah. uh, by Hellfair Field Allegedly. on the third base line. Allegedly, Allegedly. on the third base uh, line there in Hellfair, right in their parking lot. So you can't blame Jimmy Hoffa for that one. But yeah, the Turf Monster kept up big time. Saquon Barkley tried to gift that game to the Green Bay Packers. Just for it to fall flat on their face. Obviously, Jordan Love did not play a good game. You could see that on some of the passes early on where he was just missing receivers. And it's not like some of them were like, oh, man, he missed that guy by five yards. It was like that was about a foot too high or that was a foot too far to the left or a foot too far behind the guy. He was just a little off. But just being that little off was not allowing him to make some completions that should have been open. I actually didn't think Matt LaFleur came up with that bad of a game plan. I thought, especially early on, some of those guys were open. Some of the stuff in general was open. They were just (sighs) off. The offensive line didn't play their best game. I had to see one more Jaden Reed end around. I was going to lose my mind. I'll give you that. (laughs) In the second half, he fell too much in love with that end around because it worked so successfully in the first half. But I have, outside of Jordan Love being off, I have two guys that just came to mind that got absolutely torched last night. Keyshawn Nixon. Oh, God. You start, we, we have to start with the punt that was muffed that he recovered and then tried to get up and fumbled again. Uh Uh-huh. But how about him in the slot getting eaten alive oh. by Wandell Robinson? He was getting eaten alive. Like he Keisha wasn't Nixon even was within a couple yards of him on some of those completions. How but the other guy? Darnell Cook. Savage. Constantly. Oh my gosh. This guy couldn't tackle Cook. any of us in this room in the open field. How many times did he whiff on DeVito when DeVito was running like right at him? You mean Tommy DeVick? How many times did he have Saquon Barkley lined up and completely whiffed? Yeah. That guy, oh my, he was horrible. He stunk. He stunk. All right, so I have another Twitter poll out. We have a funny one and one that's going to, you know, we're going to help us complain here. Uh, The first one was Taylor Swift versus Tommy DeVito's family, which is more annoying, the Taylor Swift cam or the DeVito cam? Right now, the DeVito cam in an early lead, 55 to 45. Uh, The other poll I just put up, which phase of the Packers was worse in their loss to the Giants? The offense? The defense or the special teams? Now, I know all were bad, but which one was the worst? Now, what's your lasting memory? Is the Packers' defense there at the end of the the soft? It's the prevent defense, the soft coverage. and they were playing a soft zone. They let them storm right down the field and get that field goal for the win at the end. That, that might have been... The New York Giants' easiest drive because it was the most open. Like, yeah, there's holes and, everywhere. And that was when you were up by one point. You didn't have a three-point lead. You were up by one point. Yeah. And the special teams, that wasn't any good either. That was pretty abysmal. Uh, case in point, the Keyshawn Nixon fumble. And then this is what Keyshawn Nixon always does. Uh, when he burst on the scene for the Packers and all those awesome punt and kick returns, he's like, I'm going to do this every single time, baby. You it's give like me he's that ball. trying to do too much. Every time. And you, right when he got up again, I was like, what are you? Oh, my God. What are you doing? Stop it. And then what did he do? <laughs> Coughed it right up. And it was a hot potato out there. And the Whoa. Giants fell on it. And how many times did they throw up on the, the screen of the broadcast that this is the most penalized teams on, on special teams? Yeah. And oh, yeah. they had already racked up a number of special teams penalties. Then you go into the Keyshawn Nixon fumble. Then you're talking about a Carlson missed field goal. Yep. Like, there's so many things.
Uh, and then, uh, well, I guess, I mean, it was special teams. Well, it was offense, I guess, for the two-point conversion. Uh, but still, that was a terrible play call for Matt LaFleur. Again, another Gene Reed little end around. <laughs> Dude, Bobby, stop calling that play. Bobby, Bobby texts in here to the show and goes, clearly it was the offense. They're sad. The attempt at the flea flicker was ridiculous huh. after the Giants completed it successfully. Did they do three? Did they, no, do they, three? No, they did that reverse flea flicker where three times? Zach Tom yeah. got blown up like five yards back, <laughs> runs into A.J. Dillon, who then has to toss it to, I think it was Jaden Reed, who then tossed it to Jordan Love. The whole play was a disaster. How? Why is it that the... Now, Rich Bisaccia, when they hired him, I mean, it was a good hire, right? Like, he got he was an interim coach for the Raiders. He got in the playoffs, and then he came... I think he's the highest-paid special teams coach in the league. But the Packers have always been plagued. I, even Rob Reichel tweeted out, when did Mo Drayton sneak on the sidelines for the I Packers think, special teams? I will give Bisaccia a bit of a pass here because I think he when you look at it. the roster, it's so young that he's working with so many young players that aren't super experienced in the NFL that I can see where there could be some issues here. But still, you got to be better than that. You can't be getting penalized the way that they are. You're going to have Carlson miss kicks. The dude's <laughs> actually been about 80%, which is way better than anyone would have thought this summer. I uh, saw this tweet uh, from Rob Demosky on the special teams. Keyshawn Nixon's fumble was Green Bay's seventh lost fumble on punt return since the start of the Matt LaFleur era 2019. That's tied with Tennessee for the second most in that span. Kansas City has eight. It's also the second game this season that Green Bay had three turnovers. The other was week five uh, in Las Vegas on Monday Night Football. Well, that's the other thing. Without the Giants trying to hand the Packers the football and, and the win just in general towards the end of the game, they were losing the turnover battle three to nothing at one point. Yeah. And yet they were still within one score. Like some of the Jordan love balls like that, the ball he threw a pick on, it was a wobbler from the start. It was a pass. He never should have thrown. It was just, you know, wobbling up in the air and there for the safety to go and pick. And I think it was Troy Aikman. That's like, that's the easiest pick that guy will ever have in (laughs) his life. It was basically, he could have called a fair catch. There was another one where Jordan love. Would you have called defensive holding on that at least? I see where LaFleur was pissed yeah. because was, there was definitely a hold around the waist. It was barely but anything. How about, but yeah. I know, but like, letter of the law, would you call that? I, I, I wasn't upset that it wasn't Same. called. It was very yeah. It was a throw that never should have been made. Therefore, the holding wouldn't have been as significant. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't really much of a... It was, but how about his fu- Jordan Love's fumble when they were going in the store? Called it down, like, and they, they like, was well, a fumble. Oh, it was like the worst opportune time for a fumble ever. You were, you were in the red zone ready to score. And he actually made a little run where it was like, Oh, he's going to pick up a few yards here. And then he lays it on the turf, and now it's Giants going the other way. There was another time where Love almost threw a pick six. It was uh, what was that? It was after his first interception. Uh, I think it was the second, maybe it was in the third. Whatever it was, Jordan Love threw a really bad ball, and it could have been picked off, but I think it was a little bobbled. And then obviously it wasn't an interception. But Love, Love did not have it. Yeah. Yesterday, last night, that was a tough game for Love. So, with that offense, defense, or special teams, which one? Uh, is was most inept for you. Uh, Bieber Bobby saying the offense is what it yeah. was. Offense. Bobby, I don't think you have Twitter, so I'll use my burner account to tweet for you, buddy. Uh, you, uh, defense leading the way. And our guy, Vagabond John, here he is. He's, he's on. Uh, we'll love to hear from you, Vagabond well, John, coming up here. I think just in general, was what, the president of the Joe Barry the, the defense has been relatively good when you look at the fact that all the injuries in the secondary, they've been able to patch that secondary together. 
Yeah. But the secondary did not show up yesterday. Like no. like I said, Nixon and Savage were getting burned left and right. And that that was something that they'd actually done a good job not allowing for the most part this year. But why was it all of a sudden the Giants? Why was out of all the teams that they've played, why, why it was it the Giants? Giants that were able to to obviously take advantage of the secondary? So I actually tweeted this out last night. Brian Dayball has now beaten Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers two consecutive seasons with inferior rosters. And one wasn't even in America. I know <laughs> I know London. That, <laughs> I know that the Giants went to the playoffs last year and the Packers didn't, but if you purely look at this rosters, That's... the Giants roster wasn't a playoff team. No. Dayball did an amazing, phenomenal job last year with that team. The defense was pretty good. The offense was good enough. And Danny Dimes had a career year. It was a team playing way above his head. Correct. The Packers played way below expectations last year. Oh, yeah. And that was a game in which, remember, they were winning at halftime. Yep. And then they fell apart. And that was the game in London where Rodgers broke, broke his, his thumb. thumb. The Hail Mary at the end. They never should have lost <laughs> that game. And now you turn around and you look at how poorly this Packers team played versus an inept Giants team. I get they they've won they've won three games in a row now. But look at the competition they beat they beat the Patriots. They're no good. They beat the Commanders. They, they beat they exactly the Commanders might be the worst team in football right now. Yeah. And then they went and beat the Packers, who were riding. The Packers just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Which that win's not looking as good as it did last week. Jordan Love outdueled Patrick Mahomes. And you're like, what? That was the same quarterback? Chiefs have now lost three out of their last four. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes unhappy after losing the Bills, right? So you look at this. Uh, I got a couple tweets coming in here. Uh, let's see. I got one from uh, Casey. Hey, morning, Casey. He said, DeVito looked like the new Purdy versus us. What's to worry about? Packers colors are green and fool's gold after that game. Oh, wow. Our guy, J.A. Krebs, it's not Joe Barry's fault that Matt LaFleur won't stop calling end arounds. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of the comments he, from. He definitely likes plays that start behind the line of scrimmage. Paul, Paul tweets in at Zone Madison. They went to read on the end routes way too often. Two different times. They had good drives going, and they went to the end around, and the loss of yards killed the drive. Yeah, even on that two-point conversion, too. I yeah. think it was uh, our sports director, Zach Heilprin, that put out the post on, on Facebook saying ugly performance by the Packers and then mentioned how they lost on Monday night. Here's some of the comments. U-G-L-Y. Classic letdown game. That was a total team disappointment. All-around team loss. What a pathetic loss. Ugly is being polite. Yep. And then you had a guy going in on the play calling being subpar. Defensively, they played soft. Uh Christian Watson out hurt more than people realize. <laughs> now even Watson's taking strays and he didn't even play. Yeah. Well, I mean, would, would Christian Watson have been the difference? Love couldn't connect. Love so. couldn't connect anyone. He was missed fired. That's everywhere. a game yeah, in which is. we talked about it yesterday. Aaron Jones probably not going to play. You're not going to play him for a you know short week of rest for the following week against Tampa. That felt mm-hmm. like that could be the trap game. You already had Quay Walker who was trending towards not playing. Christian Watson, we knew what the hammy wasn't going to play. But this was a game where, in theory, you didn't need those guys, and you still could have won. Look how bad the Packers played. It came down to the Giants having to go down the field with less than two minutes left. 
for them to win the game. They still almost won the game, and they did nothing right. They did nothing, nothing. right. And Joe Barry's like, all right, boys, let's get out there and play as soft as we possibly can on this final drive. Let's just give them all the opportunity they want. I'm not blaming the coaching <laughs> staff for keeping some of the better players out that were iffy, iffy, iffy at best. It was a game in which you didn't need them to still win. And last night even proved that. They stunk. Yeah. All right, phone's blowing up. Line one, good morning. Who do we got? Uh, your phone cut out. Who's this? Charlie. Oh, hey, <laughs> obviously. Hey, one second, kid. Uh, line two, who's this? Oh, boy. oh here we go, here baby. We go. The president of the Joe Berry fan club, Vagabond John, who was just uh, a conductor of the Joe Berry Express, letting all kinds of people on. I think I think they're off again, Johnny. Yep, yep, I'm back by myself, which is, uh, I'm used to this, so no problem. <laughs> uh, this game actually sums up my take uh, overall with Joe Barry and this whole bit that I've had for the last two oh, years now it's a bit. pretty well. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be that excited about a defensive coordinator, right? <laughs> my take has never been Joe Barry is an elite defensive coordinator. The take has always been, why is it when the special teams is atrocious, the head coach absolutely sucks, the defensive coordinator is below average, borderline sucks, why is it that the, the number one guy for any NFL fan base out there is just, you know, fat guys on their couch at home just picking up the remote and screaming and yelling, fire the defensive coordinator, they scored points. It's worst job in America, D.C. for any sports franchise. Johnny, theory here for you, just kind of clicked here. Do you think because a lot of us watched, even even people our age that are creeping up on 30, we still watched the NFL back before a lot of the offensive rules were changed? Because what, Tom Brady went down in 08, and they really changed it in 2010 with the, the CBA and the, the Players Association for more offense and more player protection. Do you think we're just used to, and even the older generations in the 90s, the 80s, 90s, 2000s, lower scoring games where there wasn't as much offense. So when you see 24 points thrown up the, on the board, they're like, man, that's way too many points, even though like average would be like 22. Uh, NFL average is 24, I believe. And I think it's actually skyrocketing in NFL. Yesterday, the average winning score, so if you want to play winning football, the average winning, winning score was 28.4 points. Just like uh, 10 teams that scored 28 points even. And Joe Barry's allowed over 28 twice in the last 31 Packer games. So how could you possibly defend Joe Barry? I'm like, well, if you if you care about numbers or data, it, it's easy. If you just want to yell at your TV and be that guy, I'm not going to convince okay, you. Okay, I right? have a but, here's a number. I mean, yesterday. Sorry. <clears throat> continue. Yesterday. <laughs> Man, that last drive, I I lost faith in him a little bit, right? <laughs> he went, he uh -oh. went, nine guys at the line of scrimmage, press man, like everybody's been clamoring for. Evo, you just made a comment. No, 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 he did the opposite. They lost the game, putting Keyshawn Nixon in man coverage against Wandale Robinson and got burned for forty yards in the field goal range. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? So. So for all the people out there that call in after this and, oh, Joe Barry, Joe Barry, <laughs> if you call it, don't say soft zone. They lost the game on man-to-man. -man. Here's a question what for you. you? Now? Uh, yeah. Mike and Porter says, Tommy DeVito was the most sacked quarterback, so Joe Barry decides not to blitz. Explain, Vagabond John. Not true. They blitzed a bunch in the first half, and they got their ass kicked, right? <laughs> I mean, guess what? Tommy DeVito has got legs. 
I actually thought, I mean, it's like the second coming of Michael Vick. It's the Italian version of this Michael is, Vick. This is the this is the NFL. Tommy DeVito played a really good game. I don't know if anybody wants to acknowledge that, but he dropped back, and every time he made the right choice in a split second, whether to make the throw or whether to take what he could get on the leg on his leg. Rashawn Gary had one tackle. <laughs> right, I mean, Lucas Van Ness had one tackle. They, they totally, they totally eliminated um, our pass rush because he got to the back of his drop and it was either make the quick throw, which is actually pretty dang accurate. A couple of the sideline balls. I'm like, why does this guy have to play his best game ever against us? Right, but he's making great throws or he's running, which Isaiah McDuffie and Kingsley Enigbare. I mean, great. They're just beating up on our backup linebackers. But I thought overall Tommy DeVito actually played really good. I know Grant is going to say, he's an Italian plumber. Why do you have to give up? I mean, you watch the game like everybody else, and he actually made really good plays. He made the he made the correct choices. He, he made the right choices. Well, I'm time. more disappointed in – I think the easy defensive game plan could have been – Stack the box on first and second down. Make sure you stop Saquon Barkley. And on third down, if you're not getting home, bring pressure. That was probably the basic easy game plan just looking at this Giants team on paper. But to your point about Rashawn Gary, where the hell was the pass rush without any blitzing when this is one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL? Like, how did you not get any pressure? Well, and they blitzed in the first half. Everyone's, oh, they weren't blitzing, they weren't blitzing. I'm like, I don't know if we watched the same game. And maybe I'm more attuned to the defensive play calls because of this bit I've had the last two years. But they, they blitzed a bunch in the first half, and Tommy DeVito just beat him with his legs. So 40 seconds left, are you going to go an all-out blitz when this guy's been kicking your ass with his legs the whole day? I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough call. But, uh, Roddy, to your point, stack the box versus Saquon. Who can tell me? what Saquon's yards per carry was going into that final drive. I don't, I don't know. It, there was it's probably drive. 15 carries. I was probably uh, sitting around three and a half. His average at the end of the game was 4.3 a carry. Because that one big run. But yeah. going into that final drive, so 90% of the game, right, they allowed 2.1 yards per carry. Yeah, Tommy That's DeVito. Exactly what they did. Tommy DeVito averaged seven point one yards a carry. Well, that was the thing they they couldn't tackle they Tommy went. DeVito, and then the thing is that guy was an average college quarterback for a running quarterback at Illinois and Syracuse. It wasn't like he was running all over in college. They just couldn't so tackle him. That's why you didn't him. see it coming. That's why you didn't see it coming. I'm not. I'm not here to say the defense played a good game. So Vegabon. I'm just here to say. Everybody played bad. On, this is a young team. Yeah, on He's the, consistent. Nobody needs to get fired. On the Twitter poll, you got to pick one. O- offense, defense, or special teams. Which one was the worst for you then? Can I get going uh, for you today? I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. What was what? He's getting his coffee. What was that? He's in line for Starbucks right now. Looks like we had two drinks on our order today. RJ, you are brilliant. <laughs> hang, hang on. Hang on. Tell, tell, ask her what she thought of the Packer game. I will. I will at the front. Um, yeah. Was that was that was that was that, the spe- was that was that at the speaker box? It was. It was. Oh. Uh, special teams for sure. Uh, I mean, if Nixon doesn't fumble that ball on his own, what fifteen yard line, the Packers win the game. Yeah. How close are you to, to the window? Gross. How close are you to the window? Is there cars in front of you? Very. Very. No, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. I want you to ask her what she thought of the Packer game. Hey, you got a question? Yeah, what's up? We're live on air. We need your one second thought on 
the Packer game? Um, I fell asleep. She fell asleep what time in the game? Um, it was in the third quarter, so they were down. But Jordan Love was rough in the first half. I hope he, like, I don't know if he's nervous or if he just is feeling the pressure now that they're back and, like, the hunt of it. Okay. So you're seeing, you're seeing as soon as the team felt had a little expectation, they yeah, felt the like pressure, and they, like they looked a little before, tight. You know, you kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder. Everyone's comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. Can it, like, I'm just going to go out and can, do my best. And now, now the comparisons are starting to come hey. back, and it's getting the pressure's getting more. Johnny, put me on speaker. What was your name? Emily. John, put me on speakerphone. Emily. Yeah. Awesome. Put me on, Thanks, Emily. Hey, no, put me on speakerphone. Evo, I got my I got my headphones on. It's a good oh, tell tell her, tell her I said well done. And if she wants to, you know, have a job here, she can get, she can get hired as like an intern or something if she wants. Well, that's Emily at the Starbucks off of McKee Road. Feeling I don't know. Did you guys pick pick that all up? Oh yeah, I heard it all. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, that's a pretty good take, right? That was a good take from Emily. Back yeah. To summarize. If all three faces <laughs> play a really crappy game, my take this whole time has been, why is Joe Barry the one guy everybody comes out? That makes no sense to me. Chris Pistachio, hey. Rob Reichel's favorite hire ever, Rob Reichel's absolute god, played, or I mean, his, his special teams, most penalized in the NFL. They started with back-to-back 15-yard penalties on punts. It's just awful. John, Undisciplined. I want to. I want to relay this message to you. Our guy, uh, Eco Bugman, just says, "Vagabond John is your new out in the field reporter." Well done, <laughs> well done, Johnny. That was awesome. There we go. I'll be yeah. Come into a Starbucks near you. <laughs> Tell it. To, I, I, I hope you tipped listen. Emily. I hope you tipped her. Oh, we always tip on the app. That a boy. Sure. That a boy. On pickup orders, but I'm excited to listen to the backlash today. I know Joe Barry's going to take it because you know it, it's very easy for fans to watch the other team score, but. Uh, giving up 24 points is not the reason you fire defensive coordinators. Giving up 40 is, and we don't do that. Vagabond, uh, uh, Joe Barry needs to get fired. Joe Barry comes from a long line of his DC ancestors. Fired. Yep. That's what everyone wants. Exactly. See you, buddy. See you. Enjoy right, the boys. coffee. Later. And well done to Emily. Jordan Love, a little rough in the first half, she said. Maybe it was because he's a little nervous, felt the pressure of all the good they were doing. And, you know, Maybe the, yeah. the playoff picture was creeping in the back of his head. I get it. Uh, line two, good morning. All right, Johnny, I'm usually a big fan, but oh. I can't. I can't. Fuller, fuller. First off, did I will I will uh, agree with everybody. Yeah, the offense did not play well. Dude. Against a competent defense with a great defensive coordinator, they pressured him and made him uncomfortable. Uh, first-year starter didn't look great on a road in New York against a great defensive coordinator for a while. Then he bounces back and actually gives you a lead. I think that was a lot of growth, and it looked pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying he looked good throughout the whole game, but you know, he did give you a lead with a minute 40 left in the game. So take that with what you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Special teams is ridiculous. I don't understand how you can go and hire the best special teams coordinator and uh you still are the worst special teams in the entire league it's <laughs> unbelievable I just, don't get it. I just don't understand i don't get it I, there has to be something in the water there that they just forget how to play special teams i, I mean I it makes know. no sense all right all right good we got through those two now joe barry now i have never been a big fire joe barry guy and until last night 
okay, Vagabond's like, oh, yeah, he only gave up 24, not 40. That's how you get fired. You gave up 24 to a rookie free agent quarterback who who, uh, played for, I don't know, Big Burt last year. And uh, he's got olive oil all over his hands. Uh, Come on. Giving up 24 to that offense is like giving up 84 to a competent offense. (laughs) And the lead. (laughs) Oh, boy. How many many 200-yard rushing games has anybody else given up? This is four for the Packers now. I don't understand it. I... How many times do, does a team have to rush for 200 yards before somebody's like, hmm, maybe we should stop the run for once? <laughs> maybe maybe fifth time will be the charm fuller. Huh. And I, okay, yes, I, players plays, and they had no players make a play last night. I get that. But why can, that, why can we not have a special teams or a defense win us a game? Why does it have to be not lose us a game? I mean, Last night, Wink Martindale's defense won them the game. He was a wizard. And again, let me re- let me emphasize: yes, Jordan Love did not play well against a competent defense with a great defensive coordinator, who is a hard guy to go up against if you've never gone up against him before. Aaron Rodgers struggled with him basically his entire career. Case in point: last year, yep. guys. A- yeah, they have stinkers, don't get me wrong, but for for the most part, he's a good defensive coordinator. Joe Barry is a, at best, average. At best, he's an average. And I've, I'm not sitting there saying, why are we, why didn't we fire him two years ago? Blah, 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 blah. I get it. He's been okay. But why do we have to settle for okay? Why can't we go get the Brian Flores that makes us a million times better? Why, you know, if Robert Sala does get fired, which I doubt he will, why would it be okay to to hold on to Joe Barry and not go get the guy who has been a great defensive coordinator in the past, a difference maker? I mean, maybe it turns up teams where it does absolutely nothing, and in fact, they still are the worst defense in the league. But at least you're trying. I mean. I, this isn't this is embarrassing. You have nine first round draft picks, and I know. Okay, granted, half of them didn't play, and you can't stop Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito. I mean, you just, you just got taken to the woodshed by a by their third string quarterback. Fuller. I mean, it's not wrong. You're, I mean, just you're... Tommy DeVito is going to go back to being irrelevant next year when Danny Dimes is healthy. He's going back to irrelevant next week when somebody actually plays defense. Now, Fuller, I will say the Packers defense did win. Uh, they did best the Chiefs there at the end. And also they uh, held the Lions in check, too, the game previous. They they did not lose them the game. They, did not win. they didn't get a stop until the fourth quarter last week. It wasn't like they won on the game. They, yeah. The they Chiefs only punted one time. That's, that's, that's true. They won the game last week because their offense was lights out. And again, I'm okay. Yes, they were not. The offense was not good last night. They were they were not good last night. And everybody can sit there and say, you know, after the three great weeks of Jordan Love, they can come out today and say, "Wow, Jordan Love's not the guy." Blah 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 blah. He is a first year starter who had a had a rough half against a really good coordinator and a defense that has some dudes. I mean. 
that that is their team. The hey. best part about their team is their defense. You know, Aaron Rodgers would have checked out of the fourth time Matt Lafleur called that read end around too. By the way, Aaron Rodgers was like, "We're not doing this, dude. We're not. We're not doing this again." <laughs> That's it. I had to read in my fantasy team. I kept loving to see it. I'm touching. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't do anything besides the first time he did it. Well, some of them were passes. Yeah, consider completions. Yeah, you had a PPR then. Yeah, yeah half point. But I'm, you know, that again. Yeah, outside of like four or three calls that Matt Lafleur made on reverses, I thought he actually had a good game. Yeah, two point conversion play and probably the one. Re- right before that was maybe not the best calls. Uh, but other than that, I actually thought he he uh, called a great game. Um, they didn't execute. You know, I, it's hard to also say if it's receivers or, or love. I mean, some of them are love. I think some of them are probably on receivers too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the defense, why is, this, why is it okay for Vagabond to just be like, yeah, they're average, so why would we fire Joe Barry? That's basically what he's saying. They're average, so why get rid of them? Uh, how about let's go get the, let's go get somebody that maybe actually makes us a top. Brody's got something for you. Nine, our nine first round draft picks. To put a bow on this conversation or to wrap it all up, half point PPR league. What kind of Sally league are you in now? <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the commissioner. I'm with you. Sounds like you need a revolt. Fuller, we love you, buddy. Nice hearing from you. I'm in a no PPR. Yeah, league. hey, and Vagabond usually a big fan. I'm not. This isn't me coming at you, but this tough take. All right, Matt LaFleur obviously on the podium after the loss of the Giants, 24-22 last night, snatching uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Saquon Barkley tried to gift it to the Green Bay Packers. And Joe Barry's like, hang on a second, boys. Check this out. I will right, hear from LaFleur, Rowdy. Uh, Matt LaFleur after the game. Uh, we got a couple cuts from him. He says, uh, and I quote, didn't see this one coming. That's why it's disappointing. You know, you get a Monday night game and a big stage, and I thought we had a good week of preparation. I thought our guys, uh, you know, in practice, it was pretty clean, but ultimately you got to do it on, on game day. Same answer every time there's a loss. We had a good week of prep, man. Had really great no, practices. No, no. Or it's a bad week. <laughs> Normally it's a bad week, and no one said anything about practice all week, and then they'll be like, all right, we lost the game to the Giants 24-22, and then at the press, they'll be like, well, you know, we had a bad week of practice and blah, blah, blah. But you never heard about that leading up. Yeah, this is actually an interesting <laughs> take from Matt LaFleur saying, good week. Uh, then we just sucked when it was game time. Well, now you got a short week. All right. There's a short week coming up here. Packers come back to Lambeau. Uh, but on the game last night, Tommy DeVito, Mr. Gabagool, man, uh, Matt LaFleur talks on uh, DeVito's performance. Oh, he's a hell of a competitor. Certainly, we were running by him left and right. We ended up with zero sacks, I believe, you know, and they've, I think, 69 coming into this game. So give credit to them. They obviously outcoached us, outplayed us. But I felt like a lot of times we had flybys right by the quarterback, and we didn't, for whatever reason, just miss the quarterback. I didn't want the mob on him. Uh, LaFleur talks, though, on the Giants game-winning drive. Here's a... Uh before obviously gave up too many chunk plays uh, lost our leverage twice and you know gave up uh, like i said just explosive plays explosive plays lead to points you cannot do that in that critical situation we were off way off on one of the throws where they get an easy hitch and get like 10 yards so it was just bad ball yeah it, it, it was bad ball it was really bad ball <laughs> definitely wasn't good ball it was very bad on the floor uh how critical is it then to lose a game at this stage you know packers were what 
Are they still in the playoff picture? I'll pull it up real I quick. I think they still are. It, it comes down to tiebreakers, and I know that they own some of the tiebreakers, like with the Rams and the Saints, but I know they don't own the head-to-head tiebreaker with... Um, a lot of teams jumbled there yeah, at the six Falcons. and seven. I'll pull it up. We'll see exactly yeah, where they're at. As, as Rowdy and the research department does that, here's the floor how critical it is to lose a sta- uh, game at this stage. They're all critical. They're all critical. So, you know, but we better have a short memory. You got to learn from it and move on. And we're on a short week now against a team that also in Tampa that's that's fighting for their playoff lives and, you know, the leaders of their division. So we're going to have to play a lot better than we did tonight in order to come out on top. After that loss, the Packers are exactly where they were heading into Monday okay. Night Football. They are in the seventh seed and uh, wins tiebreaker over the Rams based on head-to-head. We know that. They win uh, and win percentage. They win the tiebreaker over Atlanta based on best win percentage in conference games due to it being multiple teams that are tied. Uh, division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Seattle because the Rams have head to head tiebreaks over Seattle. And uh, the division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate New Orleans because Atlanta has a head-to-head win over New Orleans. So thanks to all of these teams, Green Bay, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Saints, all being tied, that kind of eliminated the head-to-head that the Falcons had. How many are six and seven right there? There's a lot. Uh, that Let's see, five. five. Five teams are six and seven. But two of them got thrown out due to their losses head-to-head to other teams, and then the Packers thankfully own the right head-to-head wins, so they are still currently in seventh. So here's the floor on what it will take for the Packers to separate themselves from the rest of those six and seven teams. you got to execute, and you got to play good football, and you got to play complementary football. It's got to be all three phases. I thought we were hurt early in the game with a lot of penalties, but you could look and Nick Pitt each phase of the game. Special teams wasn't good enough. Offense wasn't good enough. Defense wasn't good enough. So all three collectively, and when you're bad in all three phases, that's what happens. You lose the game. <laughs> And not to mention you lost the turnover battle. Yeah. Uh, LaFleur on the pass offense and the protection. Uh, here's LaFleur. We were off in the pass game in general. It felt just missed a few throws here and there, which is going to happen. I thought he was pretty resilient in his approach in terms of just continuing to battle and obviously threw a touchdown pass there at the end of the game, had another one that we didn't come down with. But all in all, consistently throughout the course of the game, it just was not good enough. If you just, not the fact that your special teams was that bad or the defense or the offense, but if you just lose the turnover margin in the NFL, you lose the game nearly 70% of the time. Mm. So not only did they play horribly in all three phases of the game, but just the fact that they lost the turnover margin, you only have about a 30% chance of winning in the NFL when you do that. Yeah. And then add on all the other poor aspects of the game. Well, speaking of poor, Matt LaFleur continued to call that end around to Jaden Reed. Like, that was nonstop. LaFleur was asked about it, yeah? Well, I was going to say even one more with the, the turnovers. You were down three to nothing in turnovers until they started gifting the game back to you. Yeah. Like, that could have been so much. The fact that they were still within one score when it was three to nothing in turnovers and you've played that bad, that just shows how the giants really aren't a good team and you never should have lost the game. Um, LaFleur, this is a very quick clip. LaFleur on going back to the end around to Jaden Reed. Uh, I think the last one was on that two point conversion try that they did failed on. Here's LaFleur on the, how many times have they run that damn play? Here's LaFleur on it. Yeah. It's just obviously a bad call. (laughs) 
That was short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's just obviously a bad call. He called it like four times. It worked the first time. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, they're doing this again? All right, we'll sniff it out. I know we talked about um, this play earlier because uh, our guy Bobby, Beamer Bobby, texted it in. Bobby. But when they tried to run that reverse pass flea flicker, oh, <laughs> like I get, I get where the thinking was coming from. Hey, we've ran this jet sweep pretty well. Let's put a little reverse on the back end of it and we'll throw a flea flicker. And you would think that, you know, maybe, maybe because we've ran that jet sweep so successfully that this thing's going to work for a big play. Yeah. But when Zach, Tom, your right tackle, how does, how is it even possible to get blown up five yards backwards <laughs> that fast? <laughs> they're like, all right, they're doing this again. All right, check this out, boys. We can put everyone on their ass. Like once he got absolutely just punished and destroyed and runs into AJ Dillon, it's like, well, this is going then, nowhere. Then, yes. Uh, one more from LaFleur. Don't get how he got blown up that fast, hey. that far back. Uh, another, uh, one of the biggest boneheaded plays was when Keyshawn Nixon uh, muffed that punt and then recovered it, and then got back up to try to house it because that's what he's always trying to do is try to have a big play on special teams. LaFleur was asked about, you know, about it. Here you go. You can't do that. I mean, you're kind of in a panic mode anyways when you muff the ball and then you you re-gather that and you know just not the smartest play in that situation see you think but that's the thing like Keyshawn nixon was trying to do too much obviously he's always but doing that he 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 did the right thing he jumped on it he, he got up he recovered the fumble and then when he was trying to get up it was almost was like, like oh, he oh, lost oh, control oh, of it it was like you did the right thing just stay down just stay down nope gotta make a play gotta get up make a play all right, we'll hear from Jordan Love after the break. All right, Jordan Love, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Uh, the year started with the Bears, right? That was an Aaron Jones game. Aaron Jones came out and just manhandled the Bears, right? And then there was this lull of Jordan Love, like, he's... <laughs> Is it the guy? What's the high of Jordan Love? His first 300-yard game, and then, what, outdoing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I gotta say, yeah. Was that the best of Love? I think, just, I think just thinking about it as a bigger picture, what is the best that Jordan Love could be? I'm pegging him right now for like the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the league, as is. I'm going top ten. Six to ten. Well, he just said seven, eight. Okay. I think six okay. to ten is ideal for him. Where do I think if he continues to kind of play some of this up and down and it's like, hey, he plays pretty good against some lesser teams and maybe struggles a bit against some of the better teams or or defenses that are competent he's probably middle of the road i don't think he's done anything this year for me to be like yep that's the guy that is the next hall of fame quarterback the packers struck gold again but he also has done absolutely nothing for me to be like yeah this guy stinks he shouldn't be the quarterback next season i think if anything jordan love proved that clearly he should be the starter for the packers yeah. next year and you look to see where he continues to build would he, you extend him as rob rice suggested many weeks ago no no <laughs> i think i think this current two-year deal that he's on is perfect because you you get to see the ups and downs because what is what is it said most players when they come out and play they take steps in years two and three yeah Jordan Love is technically in his first year starting, and we're seeing glimpses. We're seeing flashes. Let's see next year, and then the, maybe you sign him to a short-term deal, or if he does pop, then he is your guy. And then you sign him to a long-term deal. Well, here's Jordan Love. Let's hear from uh, let's hear from him. Number 10. Jordan Love on his play 
in the loss. Uh, not good enough, you know. Obviously not good enough to, to get the job done there at the end. And uh, obviously two costly turnovers hurt us a lot. So uh, just not good enough. Yeah, the Jordan Love interception and Jordan Love fumble. He also had the Keyshawn Nixon bonehead play. But back to Love, he talks about on uh, his interception. You know, it was a bad read. I kind of got hung up too long. Just held my eyes kind of to the left a little too long. Safety was able to play over the top. Um, and just not a good read, not a good ball. That was a bad interception. That was that was bad. It wasn't good. And he was kind of with it all first half, I would say. It got better as the game progressed. If I had to pick his best start this year, I'd go I think I'd agree. I think I'd go Chiefs with you guys yeah. just because it was against, you know, a top five passing defense at the time. It was against a team that normally gets pressure on the quarterback. You could argue Lions, but the Lions I think are it's starting they started to get figured out on the back end in their secondary, so maybe that's a little less impressive. And his first 300-yard game was against the Chargers, who was the worst secondary in the league. Well, one at of the, the time. Yeah, at the now time. The, uh, the old commanders are holding that spot down. <laughs> here's Love. More from, love those commanders. But, but they're second worst. Here's more, here's more from Love on the loss. Another game that we didn't start off fast enough. Um, offensively, didn't put up any points right away. Obviously, losing a turnover battle was critical in this game. Didn't help us out. But a lot of things to just look at the film and, and, and learn and grow from. You know, it's about the film, obviously. Um, he said they need to learn from this, though. Move on. Tampa's on the dock. Same thing we've talked about all season. It's, you know, how do we bounce back? How do we respond? And it's, you know, showing up to work next week just with a clean slate, ready to go, get ready for Tampa Bay. Well, it's not even next week. It's this week. You got a short week. Uh, love, though, talks on what will – now, Rowdy, how many teams are 6-7? Five? Five teams. Five teams. How can they separate? Winning games. Um, obviously, just how we handle these uh, next couple games and if we go win them out. Uh, more from love losing is tough, uh, but more on separating themselves. It's definitely disappointing, you know, just looking at what we got in front of us. But uh, like we say all the time, we're taking it one week at a time, and to you know come up short, plenty of opportunities to win that game, and uh, just didn't execute good enough. So it's d- disappointing for sure. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at this Packers schedule. Right, they could have won the Falcons game week two. They could have very well lost the Saints game week three. The Raiders game was winnable. The Broncos game was winnable. The Steelers game was winnable. Obviously, this Giants game was winnable. Now you talk about the Chargers where they won. They could have lost that game. Easily. Um, I'm looking at some of the other ones. Actually, when you look at most of their wins, like the the Bears was pretty clear. Uh, The Rams was pretty clear. Lions and Chiefs, I thought, were pretty clear. So what, you have two wins where you maybe could have lost, but you have so many games in which you could have possibly won. Mm-hmm. I was just curious how that uh, stacks up to the NFL luck rankings. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Packers are 26th out of 32 teams when it comes to luck. Now, they're trending to be the luckiest team, but it's kind of fallen out a little bit. Was but, after the but it's Rams interesting because game. I think there are there are probably one two, three, four, five games they potentially could have won that they ended up being on the wrong end of. And probably one, two, probably two games that they they lost that they could have, or sorry, that they won that they could have lost. Mm-hmm. That's five to two. Yeah. I mean, if it was everything even, that's three and four. They're sitting there at seven and six or maybe even eight and five. Yeah. So I... I think for the most part, you got to like where the Packers are trending. And they're still in the playoff picture. They're the seventh seed still. Love was asked, why can this team make the playoffs? You know, I think we got a great team. And uh, obviously, we're a team that's been in this situation, lost some tough games, and been able to bounce back. So, you know, I know we'll be able to bounce back next week. 
and you get the Buccaneers at home. Bounce back. Which is a Florida team, too. Yeah. Let's get a little colder here in Wisconsin. Gets a little colder. It's a little more chilly. And last time Baker Mayfield played a, in Wisconsin. Yeah. I, well, is that when he was coming off of COVID, too? Was well, that, was that we, the Christmas? We have the Browns, and then I think he also <laughs> played for the Rams, too. Or was he not? I think that was in yet? L.A., though. There was... was no, because I actually was doing the the board for the Bill Mo, uh, Michaels post game for that Lambeau. Christmas. Because remember, that was the game where Baker Mayfield was trying to tough it out and play. He had two sprained ankles. He had the rotator cuffs coming off the roans. He had like a back injury. And he looked awful. And the only reason why the Packers won that game is because he turned it over like a hundred times. I actually think hot take on Baker Mayfield. We've seen when he's healthy. I think he's kind of an average quarterback. When he plays hurt, he's awful. Yeah. I think if he never would have played through all those injuries in Cleveland, they never throw all that money out to Deshaun Watson, <laughs> and we never see him look that bad. Sure. And where are the Cleveland Browns now if they have Baker Mayfield instead of the conglomerate of quarterbacks hey, that they're throwing out? Just there? want a game of Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe I think Flacco. they'd be better. I think they would be better. <laughs> and you wouldn't have all this guaranteed money And with Watson. Baker Mayfield screwed himself by trying to play. <laughs> He did. He took too many toughen up yeah, pills. Yeah. And then he got shunned because they're like, dude, you're horrible. And he's like, well, both my ankles. <laughs> I can't feel my ankles or my shoulder. I'm a broken man. I mean, yeah. literally, he was taking the Brett Favre playbook from the draft, and he was like, oh, I'm going to play through this. Yeah. No, don't do it, buddy. He just didn't pick up the Vicodin. Evo, it's Gavin. Oh, hey, Ga- hey, Gavin, what's up, brother? I don't know what happened with Dougie. Hey, Gavin, what's up, brother? How you boys doing this morning? Cloud nine, baby. That's tough. Despite it all, cloud nine. Evo just... Squat down, spread your legs, and take the sledgehammer right to the nuts, my friend. Well, such is life as a Wisconsin sports fan. You know, I'm almost immune to it now. Nelly, question or, or Ebo, maybe you know what? Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize Quay Walker was going to be out uh, last night. What was? What's up with him again? I think it was a shoulder injury. Yeah, you know, he was trending towards not playing. It sounded like the whole week. Yeah, he was limited in practice. I know that. I think it's a shoulder. What's frustrating again, Ebo, <clears throat> is just thinking about what the team could be. You know, with, with with all the guys that are getting paid big money, you know, obviously Bakhtiari with the knee, but then you got Jair out again, um, Christian Watson's out again, and then Quay Walker being out, um, Aaron Jones, obviously. The guys that are taking up big money, guys, <clears throat> the guys that are supposed to be your impact players being out again. It's frustrating to think what what they could be, but... You know, guys, last night, that last drive with Joe Barry, it just encompasses everything <laughs> that's wrong with the Packers' defense. I remember a few weeks ago, Ebo and Nelly, all week we're talking, going up to that Pittsburgh game. Well, you just stop the run. You know, make Kenny Pickett beat you. Stop the run. And, and what happened in that game, guys? They couldn't stop, they the, stop run. the run. And Pittsburgh's even a worse running team than the Giants. Yeah, they, they played a soft front against Pittsburgh, played back. And, and for some reason, just let Pittsburgh run all over them. It's happened multiple times this year. Last night, DeVito is, I think he's got the worst QBR in the league, which, which QBR doesn't mean everything. But the Giants give up six sacks a game. He's terrible when you pressure him. The Packers go into the game with just a four-man front, no blitzing, which is fine. But then Nelly and Eva, once you get to a point where you're, the four guys up front aren't getting pressure, why the hell don't you send any blitzing? Like, they don't blitz the entire freaking game. And then the last drive, you're playing a soft, I think it was a, a, pre, a prevent man defense. It didn't yeah. even look like a zone. 
And and you're giving him just like these soft six, seven yard, eight yards roll is to just go right down the field when they don't even need a touchdown to win the game, guys. Just yeah. a field goal. Yeah. It 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 blows my mind. And and the, to the other point, guys, I don't even know who's good in the NFL anymore. I mean, we think the Niners are good. The boys. The the Cowboys, maybe the Eagles are up there. The Ravens, but. You know, the Lions lose by, what, two touchdowns to the Bears, and we beat them a couple weeks ago, and we were thinking that was the turnaround game. The Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs this year. I, I don't even really know who's good besides a, a small handful of teams, but just that last drive, Ebo, it just drives me freaking crazy. Yep. And you know that if the Packers make the playoffs, and I think they still have over a 50% chance, even if they don't, like the Packers aren't the type of team that they – it takes so long for them to make any changes. You know, he'll probably be back next year and it'll be the same shit. Sorry. No, nope, you're good. Oh. Drives, me, drives me crazy, you both. Nelly, you boys, Ge- have Gavin, a good day. Take care. See, Kevin, yeah. to, your, to your point with, you know, the this. good teams, if I had to bet money right now, everything even, it, it, the 49ers are the best team in football, in my opinion. But when you're talking about the AFC, I don't know if I'm a true believer in the Ravens, though they have that good defense. I said at the beginning of the year, a team that I think will underperform their win expectancy would be the Bills. But I also think that this could be the year that the Bills make the Super Bowl, if that makes sense. In the AFC, I there's no Niners over there. Or even the Cowboys, I think the Niners are, are a level above. I agree with you, Nelly. I, I could see Buffalo getting in. It's I mean, like that wouldn't surprise hot. me at all. Josh Allen stops turning the football over. Yeah. They get a little healthier, and they make a run, even though they finish the season like 10-7 and seven or 11-6, and six, something like that, under their 12, 13 wins of expected. Yeah. Well, and it, it seems like every single year the AFC has been going through Arrowhead. It might not happen this year. So I, I agree with yeah. you, Nelly. I could see that happening. Yeah, you the man, brother. Much love. Always a, good, always a yeah, pleasure take, hearing from you. Take, take care, boys. All right, one more before break. Line three. Good morning. Oh the oh yeah oh big oh, Joe yeah, baby you sexy man he had his hand on that toilet uh, flusher for about fifteen minutes to do that I'll I wish the, I wish I had that free time I'll put the prediction out right now I think my Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers and Bills I mean Niners not a bad pick what about them boys what about Big Mike and the boys they're hot right now Dak could be MVP yeah, the 49ers are dirty when they're healthy they're yeah, so they're good. good. 